Shitting ass, head and hole. Start again. Welcome, Vision of Sugar Plums, to Geek Salad episode 77. Now give us some damn figgy pudding. I'm Andy. I'm Mike. Ho, 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 I'm Adam. And we're also joined by uh, my beautiful wife, Autumn. La, 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 la. La, 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 And we are here today to uh, introduce to you the Geek Salad Christmas Playlist. Yeah. A concept we introduced last year with our Halloween show. And uh, this year, because everybody loves Christmas, right? Don't we love Christmas music? Yeah. Unless you happen to work with me, in which case you <laughs> fucking hate Christmas music. Because I'm like, at this time of year, I am all about, like, oh, Christmas playlist. Dude, and they're like, please, no. It's too bad you don't work in my store, because we would so get, we would just be cranking music all the time. Well, that must be nice, because actually, I work with a lot of older people, and they're all like, yeah, I don't mind this. Oh, you get the jazzy stuff, that's fine. My old store... What the fuck? Why are we going to play this? Because uh, it's December 24th. <laughs> and so you you're play, an idiot. Do you play Christmas music at your store right now? Yeah. Yeah. And you just have free reign? You can play whatever? I have free reign because I don't have Muzak in my store the way Mike does. No, I actually... Yeah. Correction, they play holiday music. They don't play many things that mention Baby Jesus. Are you kidding me? My, I have to play my own iPod playlist. We play Baby Jesus music all the time. Hell I have yeah. an iPod. Usually, the mall usually tends to stick to Santa. And Beyonce Knowles' handwritten version of Crank Silent that Night. music, Baby Jesus. <laughs> Give it's me a J. Music, yeah. <laughs> so anyway, we are going to do that. But uh, full disclosure first, we had some rules when we asked everybody to come up with their portions of the list that you can only have one song. So you, we're not going to get a multitude of uh, rocking around the Christmas trees. One artist, so we can't just make this the Frank Sinatra memorial playlist. Yeah. And I made a rule, and this was kind of like a last minute thing. And anybody who uh, mentioned... Any any track from this album, thank you, but Vince Garibaldi's Charlie Brown Christmas album has essentially been added to Shuffle. <laughs> you can't solely pick one of those songs. No. 
Picking one of those songs from that album to put on a list is like trying to pick your children. Yeah, the whole thing is just brilliant. So if I had to pick, I, I would pick the white one. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, let's move on. Let's start off with the first portion of the list uh, with Chris's Cultural Corner. KKK, that's not good. <laughs> and uh, Chris has a bunch of stuff. Now, Chris, we did have to cut some of the songs on there because they were kind of duplicates. So some. some, yes. But we're going to start. <laughs> how, how long was his list before you cut it? It was 10. It was still 10. Oh, okay. Everyone did All a good right. job of that. Oh, okay. But there was a lot of, like I said, there was a lot of duplicates. So we really kind of yeah. just yeah, yeah, yeah. parsed for quality, I, I guess, is what you want to do. <laughs> So, um, we're going to start off Chris's list with Christmas Wrappings by the Waitresses. Chris writes that this is the ultimate 80s Christmas song. It definitely has a new wave vibe to the song and brings back lots of happy childhood Christmas memories. It's definitely in his top three favorite Christmas songs. Sad irony about this song, the uh, woman who sang this song, the, the lead singer of The Waitresses, I think died on Christmas Day in like 1996 or some horrible oh, thing like that. Yeah, cruel, cruel irony. Exactly, exactly. So she was Christmas Huh? She was Christmas wrapped. Well, I don't know. Do, do what is what you do at Arby's waitressing? <laughs> I don't mean to speak ill of the dead. Sorry, but uh, but that no. But seriously, that'd be like if Bobby Boris Pickett had died on Halloween. <laughs> Doing the monster match. Exactly. <laughs> the monster <in> my chest. <laughs> Give us back our three thousand royalty check, dollar royalty check, Bobby. I'm good numb on the left side. <laughs> Sorry, Bobby. All right, what, now, I, I happen to like this song. In fact, it had a resurgence, like, in co- like my junior year of college. Like, it was on every alternative station because it was, like, the only cool Christmas song we had at the time. I definitely came across it a few times when I was, uh, you know, scouring the internet for ideas. Because hmm. I, I think I had, like, a handful of songs that I love. And yep. then other songs that I know, but I just didn't know who, you know, who... who who was responsible or even what the song was called unless I put it on Pandora and listened to it for a day and right. pay attention to the screen. So. <laughs> I like the song. I just don't think it's anything special. All right. Fair enough. So let's move on to um, Chris's next song, Christmas Eve in Sarajevo by the Trans-Siberian Orchestra.
I love this song. (laughs) Chris writes that uh, you combine classical music, Christmas, and electric guitars, and you get one hell of a great Christmas song. Very powerful. Let's face it, you can take the entire Trans-Siberian Orchestra's album and put it on that list. But the punches in this song, literally, when I I hear this song, I just imagine like a gang of drunk Russian thugs... (laughs) Pummeling somebody with their bare, you know, with their closed fists, <laughs> right on the beats of this song. Is he bleeding yet? No. Oh, your fist is numb as mine. Yes. Continue to beat him about the face, breast, chest, and neck. <laughs> you see, drunk Russian thugs as if they're any other kind. I think the Trans-Siberian <laughs> Orchestra has has given ammunition to all the. Um, uh, self-indulgent individuals who spend ten thousand dollars on like you know computerized lighting controls for their house. Oh yes, it's like what song do I use to show <laughs> up to my Trans-Siberian? Oh yes, <laughs> but here's the thing. All right, and I'm not a huge fan only because I hear this song and now I want to punch somebody. And no, I'm gonna sit next to you. What the hell? <laughs> It's like our generation's Mannheim steamroller, though. <laughs> Seriously. And in like 20 years, when Trans-Siberian Orchestra is playing the background music for skating, you know, figure skating <laughs> trials somewhere. <laughs> Which, true story, Autumn and I watched a thing with Mannheim steamroller. And essentially, it's like watching, like, our older, older, older uncles, like, up on a stage trying to look cool playing Hammond organs. You know, it's just... Wow. All right, next on Chris's list. Grandma got run over by a reindeer by Elmo and Patsy. Grandma got run over by a reindeer Walking home from our house Christmas Eve You can say there's no such thing as Santa But as for me and Grandpa, we believe Uh, Chris writes, this is the novelty song that he first heard back in the Dr. Demento show, What a Shock, back in the day. What day is that, Chris? I remember they came out with a parody song called New Kids Got Run Over by a Reindeer, which I thought was hilarious. All right. I fucking hate this song. (laughs) This was, I remember, um, I must have been like an eighth grade or a freshman. And every song that they were playing on the radio had birthed itself from Dr. Demento at the time. And we've got a couple of them on the list. Yeah. But this song is is odious. It's just, it's not even funny. I'm sorry, it's not funny. It's kind of twisted, to be honest with you. It's like, Grandma got ran over by a reindeer and everyone just stood and laughed and pointed. Yeah, exactly. Like, uh, Grandma didn't get ran over by a reindeer. Grandpa ran her over, Ah. backing out of the driveway because he's old and he refuses to look behind him. But, you know, when the cops investigate, he convinces uh, their young young uh, grandson to say, Oh, it was Santa. Yeah, we we both saw him. Yeah. Yep, exactly. It's all just a high grandpa's secret family in New Hampshire. (laughs) Wow, (laughs) that came out of nowhere. (laughs) Wow. Merry Christmas, everybody. It's going to get... Turn up those lights. It's going to get dark real fast. Your imagination just went to a really dark place. Oh, my place. God, yes. <laughs> I'm Grandpa's second family in New Hampshire. <laughs> okay, let's move on to a song that I actually I actually like. Um, and Mike and I got a kick out of the video while we were watching it earlier. 
Um, Mary's Boyle Child by Boney M. Uh, Chris writes that this is another song that reminds me of my childhood Christmas memories. It's a very beautiful song. Indeed it is. The video is 70s-tastic. Oh my god, it's (laughs) 70s-tastic. Everyone is head to toe in white. Uh, It's three women and this guy. And they they open the video from a distance. So you see that there are four people there. And the women are all in like, you know, they've got like the nice fur-covered hoods and coats and all that. And the one guy who must weigh about 80 pounds soaking wet... (laughs) You can just see his legs dancing. <laughs> the upper body is completely still, but you just see like these legs dancing throughout the entire video. It is n- apropos of nothing to the song. And this afro has got to be, you know, take Kareem Abdul-Jabbar on his best day. Oh, it had like the part. Yeah. It had like the side part. It was awesome. <laughs> Maybe he had a colic. Maybe, yeah. I, you know, but it's, it is a good song. It's just one of those songs that I'll... I could play trivia and never remember who actually did the song. Honestly, I like the song, but I don't like their version of it. I, you know, I like the little more modern poppy. Who, do you know who's done one of those versions? I don't know. No, I was going to say, I think the original was Harry Belafonte. Which is entirely... That, way older all right. Than that would be a mu- I like that version a lot better, actually. Yeah. That's awesome, because you know he'd been, he'd been rumming it up. Then. <laughs> <laughs> um, please. Um... So next up on Chris's list, Blue Christmas by Ann Wilson. Sure, Elvis's version is great, but I kind of favor the version because, yes, I am partial because I love heart, and also Anne has such a powerful voice, and it shows in this song. Chris is about to get torn apart by 10,000 <laughs> rabid Elvis fans, including my cousin David. Um, just overall thoughts on the song Blue Christmas? Um, depressing. Yeah, a very yeah. depressing song. I, you know what? I don't like Elvis. The thing is, the Beatles never had a, a Christmas song, so I couldn't get excited about a, a song. You know, I can't get ex- excited if Elvis wrote a, a Christmas song and the Beatles never did. But here, I just think it's silly because I know a lot of people do struggle with depression or you know blue feelings at Christmas. <laughs> Seriously, but, but those people are not 
you know, they're not going to put on Christmas music, or they're going to put on the Christmas music to cheer them up. No one wants to listen to sad music right. at Christmas time if they're feeling sad. And now, how pathetic... So that's the point of this song. If, how, if they're soaking in a tub, opening up their wrists, maybe they want a little distraction. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but here's the thing. Here's, this is how sad I am. I always thought this song originated from a year without a Santa Claus. <laughs> It's in the, it's in the show. I guess I'm not. You know what? Ann Wilson's version did not impress me. It's. I mean, it's it's very much. I mean, she's she sounds so much like Patsy Cline. She should be. Uh, she should be um, paying her royalties. I, I, I've heard people that sound much better, much more like Patsy Cline sing much better version of that all song. Right. All right. So next up, another um, another lady singer here for Chris. Sleigh ride by the Carpenters. Chris writes that Karen Carpenter had such a beautiful singing voice, and in the 70s, Car- Carpenters had quite a few memorable Christmas songs, and I think this was their best. Um, Actually, we have the Carpenters' Christmas album, and it's a fun little jaunty album. A lot of the incidental music sounds like it came off of like the Carpenters' variety show of like, 1975 <laughs> or something. It's, you know, it is, it is a nice song. I, I don't find any of their stuff offensive, except when Richard Carpenter sings. But they keep that to a minimum. Oh my God, do they? He only sings maybe 1% of that album. <laughs> exactly, but he is tone deaf throughout the entire <laughs> thing. I'm trying to remember what song is it. Um, Actually, he sings into a Slay contract Ride. of some kind. Like, what? You're right. He sings something, guys, like, pass around the pumpkin pie. This is why he stood behind and played piano. Because he can't sing one Fucking lick of this song. There's a Christmas party at the home of Farmer Gray. It'll be the perfect ending of a perfect day. We'll be singing the songs we love to sing without a single stop. At the fireplace while we watch the chestnuts pop. Pop, pop, pop. There's a happy feeling nothing in the world can buy. They pass around the coffee and the pumpkin pie It'll nearly be like a picture print by career and eyes These wonderful things are the things we remember all through our lives Say so his agent must have worked that into the contract somehow and they're sitting in the recording booth. They're like, what the fuck does that say? Oh, great. He has to say how long? <laughs> Contract says five minutes on, on recording. Great. Uh, great. How do we break yeah, that up into 13 up, songs? Yeah, we're going to have to put out three albums to break that Chris up. This is right. Karen does have some very beautiful tracks on that album. She does. I, I think Ave Maria is... It's gorgeous. It's gorgeous, yes. Because you... There's a fine line when you sing Ave Maria that you can either do it beautifully or it can be the most offensive song rendition in the world. She does a good job. I've heard some terrible Ave Maria... So, uh, let's move on to uh, another one from Chris here. Santa's Beard by They Might Be Giants. And she stands beneath the mistletoe screaming For him to stand beneath the mistletoe screaming Now I can't help but feeling jealous Each time she climbs on his knee Why must she climb on his knee? I saw my baby wearing Santa's beard I wish he would go. He's great. 
This one is kind of an obscure one, but I'm sure Andy knows this one, which I did. Uh, the Maybe Giants did this song as kind of a fake takeoff on I Saw Mommy Kissing Santa Claus. It was brilliant with almost everything TMBG does. I actually, you know, it, it's a fun song. Kind of tough to call it a Christmas song other than the fact that they do mention Santa Claus. There you go. What? All you need. The main thing I learned from that song is that she climbed up on Santa's knee. And they right. mentioned that at least three or four times. Well, yeah. Every, well, every song they have is a minute and a half long. And yeah. <laughs> All right. Let's let's wrap up Chris's list here with um, the Christmas song "Slow Down." Uh, this is by Alvin and the Chipmunks slash Pat Oswalt. I'll say we are. Yeah, let's sing it now. Okay, Simon. Okay. Okay, Theodore. Okay. Okay, Alvin. Alvin. Chris uh, writes that the original Christmas song was great, but when I saw comedian Patton Oswalt describe that when you slow the song down, the chipmunks sound normal and Dave sounds like the devil. (laughs) (laughs) We heard this. The first time I heard this song, I was driving down a treacherous road, uh, going back to, I believe it was our apartment from Autumn's folks' house, and that came on, I almost drove into a ravine. I was laughing my ass off. And then I played it for her. And were, Were we on the New York State Thruway? No, we were on the Merit. We were on the Merit Parkway, Parkway coming back from Long Island. Yes. Then we drove us drove off the road again. <laughs> I mean, I love the Chipmunk song, so. I oh yeah. That. Oh, this is Adam. This is brilliant. So, uh, Merry Christmas to all. Until next podcast, God on uh, my calendar, willing, Chris. Twenty second, guys, coming up. Think we get the show out there so we can just uh, say our goodbyes to everybody. <laughs> By that point, because you know, mine's have to be right. Honestly, I think it's not so much that they predicted the end of the world. I think they just ran out of paper. That's yeah, that's Stone. what I've heard. Stone, yes. <laughs> Whatever, yeah. Maybe they just broke their chisel. Like, damn it. Uh, well, well, we got a little bit left. What do we do? Let's just call it. Yeah, let's forget. Yeah. It. I put no credence in it. If they couldn't figure out the Spaniards were trouble, they <laughs> yeah. Their predictions are not that great. Hey, hey. Oh, ships. <laughs> They're probably friendly. <laughs> Cortez guy seems like a really stand-up gentleman. <laughs> Hey, look, it's a boat full of white people. I'm going to go over there. <laughs> are they I keep, fucked up. Are they giving us those rifles as presents? Oh, man, I fucked up. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, thank you very much, Chris. That's that's some good stuff. Um, yeah, I'm going to have to go back now and uh, listen to more Trans-Siberian Orchestra. Of course, after drinking a bottle of potato vodka and <laughs> seeing where the evening takes me. All right, so let's move on to some of... We put the... We, as always, we put the request out to Facebook... Um, we had some good stuff here. Yeah. Lou, uh, brought up Last Christmas by Butch Walker. I'm spitting and 
Because you have to find the most manliest version of that George Michael song. You Butch. Man it up. Doesn't yep. take much. Exactly. And with a name like Butch, how could you go wrong? What, George Michael isn't the most manly man around? Yeah. He likes kissing men. Yeah, there you go. He likes waking me up before you go go. <laughs> uh, okay, Sue brought up one. I want to take a special moment to thank Sue. For taking the, the ball out of my court of having to pick a South Park Christmas song. Yeah. Uh, she brought it up for me. Oh, Holy Night by Eric Cartman. Genius. Yeah. Jesus was born and so I get presents. Thank you, Jesus, for being... Jesus was born, and so I get presents. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus, for being born. <laughs> oh, night divine, when I get presents. <laughs> I remember, it was our, for Autumn and my first Christmas together, and I played this. And there was some unbelievably offensive stuff on the Mr. Hankey Christmas oh, album. Oh, I love that album. But this came on, and it starts off, it, it, I mean, it just starts off so sincere. Yeah. And obviously, Cartman can't hit high notes. And then it just devolves into the real reason why he's singing the song anyway. <laughs> but a couple years ago, when um, when I first got ringback tones, which are those that music that you get when somebody calls you instead of listening to a boring ringtone, you can hear music. Yeah, every time I call Jim's phone, I actually think of you because I know that's why he has it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I had down, I had gotten um, the, the song, and my mother called me, and I couldn't get to the phone. And right before it went to voicemail, I picked it up. I'm like, Mom, how you doing? And I just hear like this. <laughs> she got through a full minute of that song. Nice. <laughs> oh, awesome. All right, next up, Audra brought up Fairy Tale of New York by the Pogues, which is an unbelievably depressing Irish Christmas carol sung by Shane McGowan, who has no jaw or upper rack of teeth. 
Fine, it but it sounds like everything the Pogues do. Yeah, let's be honest. Everything the Pogues does, you know, it's a Pogues song. <laughs> it's like listening to Black Forty Seven. It's the same thing. It's like, I'm not listening to the Pogues. No, you listen to Black Forty Seven. Oh. Oh, oh, what if they collaborate? Well, then they take over the world. <laughs> All right, Phil. Oh, you bastard, Phil. You brought up Christmas in the Stars from the Star Wars Christmas album. Oh. Christmas in the stars, what a merry Christmas this will be. Christmas in the stars, out among the stars, lighting up a Christmas tree. Come on, everyone, and sing. Ask a question like that. Of course, I'm getting ready for Christmas. It's all right here on my list. Wonderful. Yeah. Um. Yeah, this has got to be the gayest Christmas album I've ever heard in my life. And I've heard the George Michael song. <laughs> Mind you, I've heard the George Michael. Mind you, I've heard that. <laughs> Mind you, I, I've heard a number of different crooners singing these songs that were later outed in, uh, during, the, during the communist trials in the 1950s. Um, yeah, seriously. My, my friend Brian actually found a copy and, and burned it for me of the Star Wars Christmas album, which, as a Star Wars fan, I was ashamed to, to not know existed. He gave it to me, he's like, Merry Christmas... I rip it to the iPod and I play it. And Autumn is knitting and I'm doing something on the computer. And this comes on and we just both have to keep pausing to look at each other and just affirm <laughs> that the ridiculousness about how um, everyone gets a cookie, even the Wookiee or whatever that... that <laughs> For the Wookiee, yes. <laughs> and it's done in 3PO's like, gay butler voice. Awesome. <laughs> I was actually imagining that before you even said it. Wow, that's that's awesome. Yes. 3PO makes t- uh, Thomas from Downton Abbey look like, uh, oh, I don't know, a straight butler. <laughs> so, uh, so, yeah, Phil, thanks a lot, you bastard. Um, Phil also brought up another one by DMX, but I didn't have time to really do much with it because it came this, this afternoon. So. Yeah. DMX? DMX did, I think it was like Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer by DMX, but... Whatever, I mean, the sound couldn't have been that good. I'm sure he was in jail when he was recording it, so. <laughs> All right. Or getting pulled over. Um, we're going to move to, we're, I, we got one I got to do, but I want to push this to the last one for, for several reasons. Uh, Mike, John, your friend John brought up the Monotone Angel. Yeah. I'm not familiar with that one. Can you go into it at all? I actually just uh, tried listening to it on uh, YouTube. Yeah. And it's, you know, just, you know, most of the time you see it as, you know, you know a children's choir singing yep. it. And 
you know, it's about, about a whole bunch of angels singing, and then you got this one angel who it just sings in monotone. And, yeah. All right, so <laughs> she, she knows it. No. no, no, Clarence is the... Oh, oh that's right, yeah. Clarence is the drunk <laughs> angel from Mental Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not the movie you profess to hate, sir. Which is why which is why I didn't know it was Clarence. All right, well, yes, okay. I hate that movie. That's I impossible. That movie. Yeah, I, I hate, hate that, that movie. movie. I really hate it. Merry Christmas, you movie house! No yeah. Fantastic. Merry Christmas, Planned Parenthood! <laughs> <laughs> Merry Christmas, United Knights of the KKK! Merry Christmas, you filthy homeless people! <laughs> because in, in any realistic movie, George would have gone on a killing spree and slaughtered everybody <laughs> in, the, in the town. You, Martini, what are you doing here? <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I, I'm sorry, I love that movie. For As much as I can make fun of it, I, I do adore that movie. Give me a Christmas story any day. Yep, I, I know. I, hey, we got something for you then, my friend, but we got to wait on that. Yes. got something for you. All right, no, so... we don't have that for me. Thank you very much. As, as you know, um, Jim is not here tonight. Uh, Jim is, is recuperating from an ailment. Uh, but his his uh, wife, Rebecca, does represent yeah. for, uh, tonight um, with Do They Know It's Christmas by Band-Aid. Depressing song. You know what? It's and tonight, thank God, it's them instead of you. Oh, instead of you. Stupidest lyrics ever. There, there won't be snow in Africa this Christmas, unlike you know every other year. Exactly. Where it's snow yeah. In the Sahara. When my coworker Ann gets back from Kenya, I'll be like, "Did it snow? <laughs> oh, do they know it's Christmas? Um, do they even know it's Christmas? No, we're all they're all too busy trying to stay alive." <laughs> I feel like I could never truly hate this song, even though it, yeah, it's a depressing Christmas song. There's a lot of them. Oh, yeah. I think it's a handful of this, handful of the other. Half, half the population wants to be happy, the other one's looking for a reason not to jump. Pretty much. But, I mean, this, honestly, when you, when you compare the two Ethiopian r- relief charity songs, I mean, this just pretty much takes down We Are the World in a triangle choke and makes it tap until it breaks its arm. <laughs> Hey, we Are the World had Dan Aykroyd, all right? Back off. Yeah, the other We Are the World had Vince Vaughn in it. What the hell? <laughs> wow. Yeah. So, uh, moving on. Uh, Mike, your boss Melissa brought up one. Yeah. What'd she bring up? She brought up, uh, what was it? I'm Rocking Around the Christmas Tree. I'm assuming she meant the Brenda Lee version. I'm assuming. Great song. Yeah. You will get a sentimental when you hear voices singing, let's be jolly, death falls with bows of heart. 
Christmas tree. Sadly, now I can only think. Every time I hear that song, I think of that one scene in Home Alone. I, I was just gonna say, Home which Alone. is like the most un un Christmas movie ever. Oh yeah, I love Home Alone. Are you kidding? <laughs> I still laugh like a friggin' retard every time I see that movie. I don't know why. I quasi-enjoyed Home Alone 1. I'm sorry, Adam. I just blanked and just heard the retard part. So. <laughs> I just, sorry, I just I tapped out there for a second. How long have I been out? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, Mike. I interrupted you. Nah, but like then Home Alone 2 was just Home Alone 1 in, in New, New York. York. Yeah. Yep. Paid movie money for that one. Imagine, my, imagine how happy I was when I walked out. <laughs> There's a, isn't there a fourth or a fifth or a twelfth one? Yeah, like, I think they one just made the fifth TV? one. I, I'm just Made waiting for, for I'm just waiting for them to to say, "Hey, Mac, are you hungry? <laughs> I need you to play the dad in this one." Actually, I think the bring them back. I think they just came out with the fifth one where the, the main bad guy is played by Malcolm McDowell. Oh my god! Oh yes, <laughs> I'm sure he's like an international art thief who yes. just has to rob this house or something ridiculous. So, I swear, he's just doing he's just doing work for for like peanuts he's now. Trying to steal a Fabergé egg. <laughs> <laughs> it's only in this little house and have it just by little boy. He just seriously. I mean, he might be like Ben Kingsley, and he just <laughs> wants to amass like the world's weirdest IMDb assortment of movies. You were in Gandhi, you were in Bugsy, you were in a bunch of Uwe Boll movies. Hmm. <laughs> um, and then, uh, our friend Courtney brought up another one, another co-worker of ours. Yep. Dominic the Donkey. Hee-haw, hee-haw. <laughs> Hey, jingity jing, it's Dominic the donkey. Jingity jing, the Italian Christmas donkey. La 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 I told her not to, but she yeah. she insisted. This we, is Jim's we, favorite. If he were here, he's here. If he's he's not here, but he's here in spirit through Dominic. Yep. Okay. We actually discussed this movie on our very first Christmas yeah, show. Yeah, I remember. And I remember just hating it as much then as I do now. Yeah, because you just went to a wedding. Yes, Chris's wedding, in fact, yeah. where they played this, and we're like, um, um. <laughs> Not dancing. There. Not yeah, no, exactly. <laughs> and then we look out there, and there's like Chris and Gina's family is like all out there getting down to Dominic the Donkey, and I'm Why like, do you dance to Dominic the Donkey? Do you like do the wheelbarrow with your partner or <laughs> what? Tarantella. Yeah, you do the And eventually, one of the Italian relatives will find the brick with the question mark on it. They can jump up and see if it's coins or a mushroom. Gronk Spike. Yeah. Oh, now I'm insulting wow. my own people. We have come full circle now, <laughs> Very nice. We? Very nice. All right. Um, so, Adam, your yes. turn. Oh, I get to read my own Yeah. List. Oh, wait, wait. Oh, no, 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 not yet. Because we, I did say yeah, that we had to leave one, that one. one off the list because mm-hmm. it created a lot of controversy on our uh, page when we brought it up. And then the uh, Mirna, who brought it up, got a little offended by all the comments about yes. it. Yeah, I remember. The song in question is Baby, It's Cold Outside by Dean Martin, a.k.a. the Christmas Date Rape Song. <laughs> I really can't but stay. baby, it's cold outside. I've got to go but away. But baby, it's cold outside. This evening has been, been hoping at you so dropping very nice. 
I'll hold your hands there just like My ice. My mother will start to Beautiful, what's your My father will be pacing the floor. Listen to the fireplace so roar. So really I'd better Beautiful, please don't well, cry. Well, maybe just a half a drink Put more. some records on while I pour. The neighbors might Baby, it's bad out there. Say, what's in this No drink? cabs to be had out there. Your eyes are like starlight now. I'll take your hat. Your hair looks wild. Um, and now I understand, man. It was like you guys aren't putting in any of your own songs up. You're, you're making fun of mine. That ain't cool. Yeah, no, that's fine. You know, people should have been putting more stuff on there. But, Mirna, it's about date rape. There's no two ways about that. Hey, what's in there, my glass? Baby, it's cold outside. What what you put in this drink? Baby, it's cold outside. Say, who are your friends? (laughs) And why is it that in that rendition, Dino is singing with two ladies? You know, and I always just get the, the, um, the vision that they're not even, like, women more than, like, Blade Runner esque replicant pleasure bots <laughs> that just speak in you know in unison together. Well, Dino's like, maybe it's cold outside. Come on in. Well, I have Dino's this. gonna get an Eiffel Tower if you know what I mean. Marina, I had this on my list. Yep, this is by far one of the set. Like when this comes on, because we we often put uh, Pandora on in the house when we're decorating for Christmas or making cookies or we're doing something Christmasy. We always put Christmas music on. And whenever this song comes on, Steph and I just laugh, 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 and make up our own lyrics. Because, by God, could this be a more suggestive song? You know, I mean, it might as well be like, where are my underwear? (laughs) Well, we we laugh about it now. I wonder, was it even more edgy, you know, 40, 50 years ago? Sadly, it was probably just more like, I think that, I, I just think that they were just too stupid to figure out exactly what the song was about. Well, no. or, or was it that, you know, women were subjectified a little differently than where, you know, it was like the man, you know, forcing himself on a woman was accepted or, you know, Well, seriously, not, could you see Joan from Mad Men, like, falling for this? You that's know, what like, I mean. Exactly. exactly. I was thinking the same thing, yeah, like, in the 50s. It like, depends on the man, though. If instead of Dean, it was, you know, Don Draper, then... Well, maybe not Don Draper, but oh, only listen, Roger Sterling. Listen to you. I, you know, oh, my God. Million-dollar idea. Remake. Remake, <laughs> yep. You know, I have, I have a feeling that Frank Sinatra saw this song was like, yeah. Yeah. Get that to Dino, he'll sing it. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Uh, hey, I'm not saying. <laughs> hey, Dino, sing this song. I got these two barmaids I got a shtuck. He was like, okay, Frank, I'll do it for you. If you can't find any any uh, actresses you want to shtuck for yourself, take my no-talent daughter, Nancy. She'll do it. Frank Jr. will produce. He was kidnapped by retarded people, you know. This song's about as subtle as a brick upside the head. Oh, my God. Now, have you heard some of the other versions of this song? Oh, yes. Before we were recording, Autumn brought up a really interesting one of Liza Minnelli and Alan Cumming, where the roles were reversed. Because something tells me in her life, in her recent life, Liza Minnelli has attempted to seduce a gay man. <laughs> on multiple sure occasions. <laughs> What do you think of my breasts? <laughs> Help me with this truss. <laughs> oh, yeah. I think you're starting to get chub. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. And actually, Stop I heard the first husband. time I ever heard the song was on SNL in 1986. It was uh, Sigourney Weaver and Buster Poindexter. 
Wow. Yeah, of hot, hot, hot fame. We were just talking about gay men. I mean... I don't know if he was gay more no, than it was he just looked, a... He oh, looked it, though. It was just... That was a rough pat. The, eight, the late 80s were not kind of music. No. So, uh, Mirna, yeah, we love the song. And this topped a bunch of our lists. Honestly, if Jim were here, he'd also have it on his list. I wanted to put it on mine, but I knew... One. I knew somebody else was going to put it on there. Yeah. So... I love it. I'm kind of surprised it does I get remade as it does as many eighty times as it does. It seems like everyone has a cover of this song because everybody's in on the joke now, and that's <laughs> the thing, you know. So, all right, all right Adam, hit your list, sir. Uh, do, 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 where am I? Okay. You're the one that says oh, Adam's oh, oh, list. The, the, did we? Okay, the Twelve Days of Christmas, the John Denver and, and the Muppet. Christmas, it's been done a million times. How can you go wrong with the Muppets and John Denver? No, especially because now, every time I hear any version of um, 12 Days of Christmas, when you hit the five golden rings, I have to do the... Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's a requirement now. It drives my daughter crazy when we do that, because that's like her favorite song. Was it Saturday night? I had come home, and I heard piano music playing. I was playing the piano. I'm like, oh, how fun. And I, I get in, I open the door, and Autumn's like, thank God you're here. I've been playing that song for a goddamn hour. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it's her favorite song. I'm sure she doesn't know what a um, milkmaid is, or a maid of milking is. Where did I leave off? 12 Days of Christmas. 12 Days of Christmas. Uh, so, yeah, yeah. yes, um, everybody's favorite song. I think the Muppets did probably the best version of it. Drum, drummer, drumming. It's fantastic. Edward, do you want to say something, buddy? Nope. Nah. He's, he's just going to be here, be Christmas silent. cat. All right, what's up next? Uh, the Twelve Pains of Christmas. Oh, another one of those yes. Dr. Demento, uh, circa 1986. Yeah, fantastic. Hangovers. Um, I, hangovers. I think uh, uh, this this reminds Steph of her father. Okay. One, 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 well, they all go out. Why the fuck are they blinking? Twelve thing at Christmas, that's such a pain to me. Singing Christmas carols. Still TV special. Batteries not included. No parking. Charities. Gotta make them dinner. Five months of I'm not cleaning them this year, is it? Shut up, you. Fine, you're so smart, you'll ring up the lights. Yeah. Now my, I mean, I, I I enjoy the song. Yeah, you're right, Autumn. It is unbelievably catchy. I'm just trying to figure out exactly when they decided, like halfway through the song, that they were going to start getting into character for it. Because it just goes from you know hangovers to all of a sudden turning into Archie Bunker, the guy with the Christmas cards 
turns gay at like verse five. Oh yes, he does. I don't oh, even yeah. know how these. People. I don't even know these people. <laughs> it's like, did you rehearse this thing before you went into the studio, or? And then, and then they tortured a, a kid. Yay! Oh yeah, exactly. My in-laws. That was mid '80s. Because I remember, because the kids started, "We're Transformers." Yeah, yeah. That's come full circle, and they're back. They're back again. Yes, they're back and worse than ever. Thank you, Michael Bay. Thank you very much. With Mark Wahlberg now. Yep. Yeah, Mark Wahlberg will be in the next Transformers movie. There's a. They're gonna make another one. Yes, fourth and fifth. Oh my god! I think they're filming them simultaneously. I think we're yes, just, because we're it, just, it reminds me so much of Lord of the Rings. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I think we're just too old for the Transformers. Yeah, I and think so, too. Kids kids love it. I know my, my nephew, uh, my brother Rich's son, is just insane for Bumblebee. Anything with Bumblebee on it, he must have it. Well, that's great, because he's like the lamest Transformer ever. Give, give him the classic Bumblebee. The Volkswagen bug there. He'll probably smash it in bits. <clears throat> the kid is a monster. Okay. <laughs> then, give him the, then give him the new Bumblebee, then. Yeah. That's more, it's more worthwhile. Yeah. For him, maybe. Yeah. All right, moving along. Yep. Uh, I love it. You love it. Who doesn't love it? It's my dick in a box. <laughs> a gift real special. So take off the towel. Take a look inside. It's my dick in a box. It's in a box. Not gonna get you a diamond ring. That sort of gift don't mean anything Not gonna get you a fancy car Girl, you gotta know you're my shining star Not gonna get you a house in the hills A girl like you needs something real Wanna get you something from the heart Something special, girl It's my dick in a box My dick in a box, babe It's my dick in a box I fantastic! Oh my god! Fantastic! Andy did not realize until three quarters of the way through that video that that was Justin Timberlake. <laughs> All of a sudden, he's he awesome. That's yeah, Justin Timberlake. he is awesome. And it was the, it was at that moment that I had this unbelievable new respect for. I was never oh, like no. I wasn't a new in sync fan. I wasn't really a JT fan. I don't know where sexy mm-hmm. went. But I was like, holy shit, is he funny. See, I don't like Justin Timberlake's songs, but I like Justin Timberlake in the Lonely Island songs. Oh, my God. It, not only that, the video for that song is great because it is... The, I've always said, like, the, the 90s are the worst decade for music, and yeah, they, yeah. they, bring they really they bring, bring it in yeah. there. The oh, Z-Cavern... Yeah. The Z Cavarici yeah. uh, slacks. The chin strap beards. Yeah. The sunglasses. And the, oh, yeah. Those jackets. The, suits, yeah. the terrible suits. Fantastic. It's it's such a great song. Even to this day. Smashing we, the rose in her face. Yeah. <laughs> we have this... We have this thing at work um, called Meeting in a Box, which essentially is every Thursday we have this yeah. th- ridiculously long conference call. And it's completely pointless. Yeah, so what I started doing was every time I'm like get- getting my troops together for it, I'm like, everyone, it's time for the Meeting in a Box! <laughs> meeting in a Box! <laughs> it's my Meeting in a Box, girl! Now, have you seen the sequel to that song? There are actually two. I think I have seen it. Okay, is that Mother Lover? Mother Lover, and then it's, it's not gay if it's a three-way. <laughs> I love that song, actually. That's the one time I don't mind Lady, Lady Gaga. Uh, she was funny in that, too. Yeah. But, but yeah, no, it, they're, they're all great songs. Yes. 
And it actually is a Christmas song because they mention it right at the very beginning. Oh, yeah. Because my heart is overjoyed. One, cut a hole in the box. Two. Stick your dick in the box. You stick your junk in that box. Put your junk in that box. Oh, keep yeah. it a straight face the entire. Oh, keep it a straight face. Oh yeah. Well, especially when he like opens it up and she's like, she's "Ooh." Like, <laughs> <laughs> oh, Lonely Island. You could have been Adam Sandler. Thank you for Genius. not being Adam yes. Sandler. So, what else you got, Adam? Okay, so uh, this one's pretty strange, and I'm sure no one's heard of it, but it's called "Fuck You If You Don't Love Christmas." You know what time of year it is. It's Christmas time. I gotta tell you something real about Christmas. Fuck you if you don't like Christmas. Fuck you if you don't like the Panamas and Isthmus. Fuck you if you don't like French fries. Fuck you if you don't like sweet potato fries. Fuck you if you don't like driving a car. Fuck you if you don't like riding in a car. And fuck you if you don't like antiques. And it's put out there by uh, this guy. It's... He has a bunch of names, but Toothpaste for Dinner is the name that he goes by, like, most famously. He's just, right. like, one of those YouTube guys, common, you know, white dude that, you know. White play, overweight dude in a beard. Play, <laughs> with a beard, that plays a beat, and he has these, like, old-timey, uh, kind of Christmas, uh, what Books? Call illustrations. Pen and ink illustrations. Pen and ink illustrations, and then he, he just puts all these, you know, fuck you if you don't love Christmas, and just adds all these crazy, li- it's, it's a funny ass song. Yeah. Fuck it, if you it, don't it, like eggnog. It, you got, yeah, yeah. Fuck you if you don't, don't like, like other nogs. Times nog. <laughs> fuck you if you don't like reindeer dogs. <laughs> it's just a dog with antlers. It's, I don't know. It's, it's, uh, it's totally ridiculous, but it's a funny ass, uh, yeah. funny song. Mm. I definitely would, uh, listen to that one with headphones on them, because it's, fuck you if you don't love Christmas is... It not work safe. Fuck you is pretty much uh, uh, mentioned uh, quite a few times. It's a long song too. Yeah. It's like over four minutes. Yeah, I was surprised by that because I'm yeah. like, we're watching it on YouTube, and I'm and all I can see is the tracker, and I'm like, we're not even halfway done with this thing yet. <laughs> yeah. Damn, I'm enjoying it, but damn, 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 that's a lot of fuck you on Christmas. <laughs> all right, and uh, the last, and I'll have to preface this with, I was watching. I just forgot. Love Actually. Love Actually. Yes. And I do like this song because it's kind of like the, you know, the crescendo for the for the movie and ties all the characters together. It's all, all I want for Christmas is you, and Olivia Olsen is definitely a good... I think that is the best version of the yeah. song I've ever heard because you know she was like what twelve at the time she sang it and yeah it's you know it's sadly this has essentially become our our generation's Christmas standard 
Because I'm almost 100% positive Mariah Carey was the original performer of that song. Ew. Yeah. Really? No, she was. I think I she think was. so, yeah. Mm-hmm. I think it was. And it's mm. been covered... I mean, it's been covered to death now. I mean, I think Michael Bublé does a good version of it. Bublé. Bublé. Um, bubbly. Bubbly, yes. Fun to listen to, fun to say, Bublé. <laughs> but, um, yeah, the Olivia Olsen version is awesome. Because Love Actually is an awesome Christmas movie. I, I do like that movie a lot. It's, it, we didn't watch it last year, and we were dead set on watching it this year, so I think it was, it, it's, I think it's the first Christmas movie that we watched this year. Okay, it's, the thing is with it, you got to invest a lot, it's over two, it's like two hours and twenty minutes long. Is it? It is a long-ass movie. Really? It doesn't feel long, though, because the way it's written with right. different characters. Yeah, there's so many right. storylines. Yeah. But, yo, know, it's, it's a brilliant movie, it's who's, just... Who's the actor who plays the old rocker? Oh, oh Bill oh, Nye. Nye. Awesome! Awesome storyline. That whole thing is well. That's the mo- that's actually the movie that brought him back into public consciousness. Because then he started doing like big budget stuff. Right. Yeah. right. He was in Harry Potter and he was in uh, Pirates of the Caribbean. Yeah. I thought he was in Shaun of the Dead first. He was in Shaun of the Dead, but that came out afterwards. Oh, okay. Love yeah, it. I actually remember we went to go see Love. Actually, it was you know it was a nice little afternoon out. Autumn and I. Um, we hadn't been. We had you know we were we just you know we we're still engaged. We hadn't even gotten married yet. And empty afternoon matinee theater, and some fool brings their child in, and then gets offended when people are telling him, "Get that kid out of here." Oh, he brought into that movie. Into that movie, so like, the, like the a scene two-year-old. With the, with the scene with the two like the stand-in, know, Jack, stand-in Jack people. And with the, yeah, yeah. Hey, yeah, like, um, could you massage her breasts, please? And he's like, "Oh, of course." Yeah. <laughs> he's like trying to build up the courage. He warms up his head. Yeah. Cup that's of that's coffee. A great, that's a great storyline. Oh, let me warm up your hand. Yeah. <laughs> warms up his hand. Everybody, every story in that movie is fantastic. Colin Frissel. Colin Frissel. Love they him. love my cute British accent. You don't have a cute British accent. Yes, I do. <laughs> yes, I do. <laughs> Mike, you Shoot. have to watch this movie. It's wonderful. You, yeah, you will love it. It's yeah. Sister Charlene, she's real friendly. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's like the one movie I don't mind Denise Richards being in. She's only wow. in uh, Yeah, like two seconds, seconds of it. Which is exactly as much as you should be allowed to I take. Lo- I love that whole scene where they're like, yeah, and we're so poor, we can't afford pajamas. Yeah, we're going to have to sleep naked. You going to be okay with it? Yeah, I think that's going to be all right. I think it's going to be all right. If you watch that, one of those women is uh, January Jones from Mad Men. It's yeah. Like, yes. That's a different character yeah. than Betty Draper. It's like, yeah. oh my God, that's her. Yeah. yeah. Mike, you're, you're walking out with them. Um, we still got to watch it, but Mike's pretty good about watching movies quickly. Mm. Yeah, I'll just download it. Oh, is it on Netflix? No, it is not on really? Netflix. I'll download it then. All right. That's wah, fine. Wah. Wah. Richard Curtis doesn't need that extra $5 from you, sir. No. All right. So, uh, move on, I guess, to my list. Um, we're going to start with uh, U2, Christmas, Baby, Please Come Home.
not my favorite version of the song. You know what? I just there are there's a thousand and one versions of this song. Uh, Darlene Love does a fantastic that, version, version of it. It's from Gremlins. <coughs> what is it from? It's from Gremlins. Grem- yeah, that's right. Yeah. The thing is, is that there was a song I wanted to put on here, but I decided against it that Darlene Love did uh, for SNL called Christmas Time for the Jews. <laughs> which is actually, you know, honestly, a better song than Christmas Baby Please Come Home. But I thought against it. It's brilliant, by the way. Oh, I've forgotten a song. Oh, no. I'm sorry. Go uh, ahead. Take I, it. Take uh, it. Okay. Uh, Christmas in Heaven. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. It's truly a real honorable experience to be here this evening. A very wonderful and warm and emotional moment for all of us. And I'd like to sing a song for all of you. It's Christmas in heaven, all the children sing. It's Christmas in heaven Hark, hark, those church bells ring It's Christmas in heaven The snow falls from the sky But it's nice and warm And everyone looks smart and wears a tie Oh, oh, Monty Python, Monty yes. Monty Python, yeah. yeah the, yes. Uh, Meaning the, of the life. Whole, the whole, like, the whole Broadway, like, kind of, like, act uh, video with the women with the fake breasts and, like, oh, my God, hilarious. Absolutely hilarious. Nice. I, uh, I, I sent you my list and then I remembered that and I was like, oh, and I found the video and I laughed my ass off and I was like, I'll just bring it up later. It's a great, no, you're right, it is a great song. Oh, hilarious. It's great, too, because... Graham Chapman does a really good job of just playing, like, smarmy Tom Jones. Yeah. And I'd like to sing a song for all of you. <laughs> <laughs> and it, oh, God, what a brilliant song. Yeah. It's, it's so easy to sing, too. You know, it's so catchy. Um, all right, so can I get back to you, too? Yes, I'm, all yes right. I'm sorry. Sorry, yeah, yeah, Lord Bono is waiting. Man. So, um... Yeah, but this is before they were, like, you know, the biggest friggin' rock band in the world. Yeah. I mean, it's recorded around the same time as Joshua Tree for the uh, very, very special Christmas album, which is an awesome album. You know, it's just, it's it's a a fun version of the song. Bono hits all the right notes. The Edge does really well with the guitar. Does the the Edge never do wrong with the guitar? Exactly. But. I I just. Well, then again, you haven't heard Zuropa. Yeah, I'm not a big fan of uh, Bono, just you know, j- just in general. Okay, I, I I enjoy this. I do like you two, and I, that's I like it when you two is sounding like you two. Here, they're not sounding like you two. I know. I think this absolutely sounds like you two. This doesn't sound like the stuff that they've done in the last ten years with more of the gentlemen in the spirit of Christmas. Why don't you agree to disagree? I'll agree with that. It kind of sounds like he's saying, "I love, I like you," and he's like, "I like you too." Yeah, exactly. That, and... I'm glad you guys like each other. Yeah, there you uh-huh. go. Oh, all right. So anyway, I'll move on to something a little more feisty here. Um, Merry Christmas. I don't want to fight tonight by the Ramones.
that's a good song. Now, yeah, and I was surprised that out of all, when I sent you my list, that you really <laughs> like this one. Uh, it is, I mean, seriously, it's, it, first of all, it sounds like every Ramones song ever made. Yeah. But it's just it was just a fun song, you know. I mean, yeah, exactly. It was actually hey, Merry Christmas! Thing. I'm not going to punch you tonight. Yeah. <laughs> Merry Christmas, you old bastard! <laughs> <laughs> Have the Rolling Stones killed, sir? That wasn't. The Do as I say. Do as I say. <laughs> and, hey, I think he liked this. <laughs> and you know, just like last year's Halloween list, any excuse to get the Ramones on a list, I'll, I'm more than happy to do so. I know. Because there's no other practical application in the, in, the, in the confines of this show to talk about the Ramones. Other than that clip from The Simpsons. Which we've used a thousand and one <laughs> <Yeah>. times. <laughs> All right. essential birthday clip. So we're going to move on to the next song, and I'm amazed. Nobody brought up another God Rest Ye Merry Gentleman except for myself, and I'm going with Lorena McKennett. Version is very kind of Irishy Celtic. It's theory. actually very uh, Middle Eastern sounding. Really, I thought it was yeah. more Celtic. Yeah, it's no, it's Middle Eastern. It's got some like Arabic wailing in the background, mm-hmm. and um, it's got some really cool percussion lines. That that's what caught me the first time about that song. It's got a really awesome. To me, the the drum beat in that it's like evocative of camels. Yeah, so it puts you in kind. Of, I almost feel like it should be We Three Kings, but it, it's got this, like, traveling through the desert, like a boom, ba-ba-boom, ba-ba-boom. I, I was just going with Lorena Kennett's voice. She's got that kind of... Oh, yes. Her voice is... is very Celtic, Celtic. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, well, that and that kind of is the issue, I think, with categorizing Lorena McKennett, though, is that based on her name and based on the, the largesse of her music, she is kind of classified as being a Celtic musician. Yeah. But when you listen to her albums, and she's got story. Every song, not only tells a story, but there's a story behind the song itself, like mm-hmm. the way she researched it and everything. She's a very worldly woman. Hmm. It's actually, I think, the first time, other than like the Mummers Dance, which was like her kind of like one mega hit, that I had actually heard of Lorena McKennett, and I I had this on like a Wyndham Hill sampler CD or something, and I played it. <laughs> For Autumn, this is like, you know, one of the advents of our first Christmas. She's like, I love this song. <laughs> so, yes, and now 13 Christmases later, or, I'm sorry, 12 Christmases later. Still playing her. Yep, every, every, and in fact, every time I play this at work, someone's like, wow, that's really cool. I like that song. And I have all three of her winter albums. Mm. Not that I'm a fan. No. Not at all. Of course not. The second that she kind of came out of her uh, quasi-retirement, we Autumn's like, she's coming to Boston, we have to go. <laughs> All right. And we did. And it was oh, it was a great show. It was. So, yes, yes. If you get the chance, please listen. Is this on to drive the cold winter away? No. Um, it might be. All right. It, it's also on um, <clears throat> mid, um, mid- Midwinter's Tale. A Midwinter's Night's Dream. Okay. 
There's a yeah, and there's a there's an instrumental version which is like the laziest underdub I've ever heard in my life because they don't remove the vocal track; they simply turn down the volume as low as they possibly can. So you're listening to the same music, and it's oh, that's very nice. But in the back, back, background, you can hear her singing. Oh, it's like really, guys? Who's the engineer in charge of this thing? Fire them! Maybe. You and your two track. We'll use the bathroom. It's not on to drive the cold winter away. It's on the um, the Winter Garden five winter songs. All right. It's one of those like mini albums. That's right. So, Adam, do we need to uh, take a break so you can take a break? No. You're good. I thought you said you had to go to the bathroom. Me? No. Yeah. Oh, I thought you did. All right. Oh no, 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 no. I meant it. Are you, you were. Edit that? No, you were talking about the uh, the the engineer. Oh yeah. And the engineer's like, I gotta go take a leak. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Turn the track down and walk away. I ate burgers for lunch. <laughs> I gotta mention. That Big Mac's kicking back. <laughs> All right. I'm moving on to the next one from Bare Naked Ladies, The Elf's Lament. I'm a man of reason, and they say. Is the season to be jolly, but it's folly when you volley for position. Never in existence has there been such a resistance to ideas meant to free us. If you could see us, then you'd listen. Toiling through the ages, making toys on garnished wages. There's no union, we're only through when we outdo the competition. This is kind of a dark song. I don't know. I think any song about unionized labor in Santa's workforce. It's like, you know, uh, before you act all good and bad, think about us and all the work we got to do. Seriously, though. I mean, you know. Hey, just look at the Keeblers. They they got great unions right there. Actually, no, they have to have great unions. Otherwise, they'll be burned alive. (laughs) (laughs) The elves get none of the glory. About like the kids being good or bad, they're complaining about their creativity being stifled. Yeah. They have to make the same stupid trinkets year after year, and they, you know, they say they have these great new ideas for things they can make, but you know they can't make them. Right, exactly. Santa's in charge. There's yeah. there's only so many jobs out there for elves. They're just gonna have to suck it up. Wait, you either sitting on a shelf, or you're making cookies, <laughs> or you're building toys. So just do what you got to do. Now, according to Night Before Christmas, Santa is an elf himself. I understand that. Right, so Charlie. How the hell does that work? Are they like Uncle mean elves? Tom. He's the top elf. They're, they're mean He's the elves. house elf. He's the house elf. <laughs> <laughs> yes, but the night before Christmas is not like some sort of gospel on Santa Claus. It was written only like 150 years ago by a guy who knew that there were no poems about St. Nicholas, so he wrote one. Yeah. It's still, you know, a lot of people use it because, you know, it has the red, el- the red suit. Uh, smoking pipes. Yeah. You know, getting high. I'm still trying to figure out when someone's going to write a song about uh, Danish Santa Claus uh, sidekick. <laughs> Black Peter. Black Peter? Yes. And and the Dutch. The Dutch. Dutch. This, is, this is the tragedy of... I always confuse the Danes and the Dutch. That's the new DC superhero. <laughs> they honestly... No, I'm... Peter. 
This, uh, I don't think is, I want to see that costume. He's called like Zwart de Piet, and he is Santa's assistant, and he is a little black man. And and they're they're more like hard ass over there. If the children are naughty, he like throws them on ships and sells them in slavery. I think they don't get cold. They get like kidnapped. <laughs> I've heard of that actually. Yes, you don't get cold. You get kidnapped. Be good or send them, we'll sell you to slavery. It's been, it's been in the news a lot lately. Where do you think the elves come trying, from? We'll try to ban it because, you know, the Netherlands is not a very um, multicultural place. So when they want somebody to no. dress up like this guy, they have people in blackface right. you know, in their Christmas parades. Wow. Well, they also do a lot of drugs over there. Yeah, yeah they do. Fair. Well, where do you think the elves come from? Those are just children that... Naughty, they naughty... Just, they just give them a lot of cigarettes stunk through... They're naughty Danish children. They're naughty Danish children. And they stretch their ears back. They get them kind of... Oh, kind man. Of you know, the funny thing is, too, the Macy's Parade, like, one of these schools had, like, their parade of Santa Claus from around the world. I'm blown away <laughs> that, that this one didn't make the cut. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I mean, the Bare, Bare Naked Ladies actually have a really good Christmas album out, so it was tough to pick a song, like one, because I could have easily gone with their God Rest Ye Merry Gentlemen with Sarah McLaughlin, but McLaughlin, which is an awesome song. It's a, it's such a jaunty version of the song. I just like saying her name, McLaughlin. But yeah, check it out, the, um, the B&L Christmas album. It's awesome. Okay. All right, moving on. It's awesome. Yeah. Burl Eyes, Holly Jolly Christmas. Good song. Good song. Have a holly jolly Christmas. It's the best time of the year. I don't know if there'll be snow, but have a cup of cheer. Have a holly jolly Christmas. And when you walk down the street, Say hello to friends you know And everyone you meet Ho, ho, the mistletoe Hung where you can see Somebody waits for you Kiss her once for me How do you... You don't go wrong with Burl Ives. If the words Burl Ives and Christmas show up together... It's got to be awesome. It's a winner. It's a high-fiver. Interesting yeah. story now. Um, my, my daughter loves Burl Lives. We have, like, you know, the Burl Lives Sing Songs for Small Children album or whatever it's called. And <laughs> last year, Scarlett got to watch Rudolph for the first time. And he's like, oh, that's Burl Lives. So Autumn shows her a picture of Burl Lives. It was on the computer or something like that. It was, it was the album art for the children's songs. And... She's like, that's not Burl Ives. Burl Ives is a snowman. <laughs> and I said, oh, honey, Burl Ives is a singer, and he did the voice of the snowman. And she goes, no, he's a snowman. Everybody knows that, mommy. <laughs> so in our house, Burl Ives is a snowman. Yeah, put you in your place. Yep. And it didn't really make matters any better when um, we unearthed all of our Christmas decorations the other day. And I have, oh, like, yeah. all these old CVS Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer nice. stuff characters. And we pulled out Sam the Snowman, and Scarlett's immediately like, it's Burl Ives! <laughs> wow. I, you know what, Holly Jolly Christmas is a fantastic song. I, I, I think he's really the only person who's ever done the song justice. Yeah. Um, it's so happy. And it's such a great way to end the, 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 the special... 
Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, which is, by the way, really the only quality piece of production that Rankin and Bass ever truly did. Yeah. Well, um, you know what? I have a special place in my heart for... Um, uh, You're Without Santa Claus? No, no, no. The Mickey Rooney one. Totally You're Without a Santa Claus? No. Oh, Santa Claus is coming to town. Yeah. All right. All right. That's fine. You know what the funny thing is, though? A couple of years ago at the library, we, we took out the Burlives Christmas album. And you know what? You would think for all the awesomeness that Burlives and Christmas invoke together, there are some absolute duds on that album. There's a lot of him, like, I think, like, five in the bag, you know, <laughs> trying to recite Bible verse and... Hey, Burl, some... that's a phone book. Oh, damn it. Uh, hey, Burl, have some ceremonial wine. <laughs> so what are, you, what are you saying? That Al Markowitz wasn't in the Bible? <laughs> he is now. I'm Burl Ives. <laughs> know what I'm talking about. Hey, don't disrespect the snowman. I'm not. I will churn my snowman powers all over you. <laughs> you will die a cold. Win- winter is coming. Burl says brace yourself. <laughs> Yeah, I have a feeling that um, the truth about Santa Claus will come as much easier for Scarlett to take than the truth about Burl Lives. Oh, I don't know. Luckily, she's not listening to the show. Yeah, yet. So I mean, uh, like just said the truth about exactly any kind of truth. Santa Claus is coming. You fucking liar. <laughs> All right, uh, moving on. The next song, "Father Christmas" by the Kinks. When I was smart, I It's a great song. This is like the quintessential soccer hooligans uh, yeah. beating up the like the roadside, like the the corner Santa Clauses. The soccer hooligans. <laughs> it's the Kinks. First of all, like the Ramones, I have like virtually no legitimate reason to bring the Kinks up. Yeah, and I really, really love the Kinks. In fact, I might like the Kinks more than I like the Rolling Stones. When you get into British, you know, British invasion bands. I do love me the Kinks. And Father Christmas was one of the first, like, non-traditional Christmas songs I had ever heard on the radio. Just give me money. I'm like, why are they going to beat up Santa Claus? (laughs) (laughs) They're threatening him. Give me some money or I'll beat you up. (laughs) And it's it's like there's no no subtlety to it. There's nothing to read into it. (laughs) Father Christmas, give us some money. We'll beat you up uh, for your silly toys. (laughs) Gotta lay it down. We'll beat you up if you don't hand it over. And just uh, what was I like? Something some about the rich, the rich boys. The rich oh yeah, boys. give you give all the toys to the little rich boys. Yeah, <laughs> because their dad's out of work, and that's why it's yeah. like you know, give my dad a job because he needs one. <laughs> Great song, and you know, hey, violence and Christmas—it's always a good thing. That's why the Die Hard movies do so well. Yeah, at least the first two, because that's. Seriously, shouldn't Die Hard just be in your Christmas rotation every year? It is. Awesome. It is. So there you go. Weapon. 
Gremlins. That's true. Gremlins, Gremlins. yes. Yeah. Yes, we've had this. That scarred me. (laughs) That whole monologue about the dad rotting in the chimney. (laughs) I think I still believed in Santa at that point. It was really upsetting to me. I'm sorry. So I don't want to relive that moment. The whole Debbie Downer moment. Yeah, Yeah. okay, yeah, thanks for the story. And that's how I found out there was no Santa Claus. Because my dad was rotting in the chimney. (laughs) So, are you hungry for Christmas Day? For Lincoln's birthday, what was it? Oh, yeah, no, it was no, in, in two, yeah. It, it's just... I've been trying to play that off and, and be funny about it, but the first one was really, really horrible. <laughs> Trivia. Yeah. What movie was playing in the theater when the gremlins were uh, being contained to be burned alive? Snow White. Snow White and yes! the puppets. Also, the front of that theater is also seen in what movie? It's a Wonderful Life. Mm-hmm. Back e- to the Future. E- Bam! Oh, no, Same they, set. Yep. They, they, they also had A Boy's Life playing in that theater, which was the um, shooting script for E.T. Yeah. Well done, sir. Well All right. Done. All right. Last song on my list um, from Sting, Gabriel's Message. The version from Very Special Christmas, not the one on his newer Christmas album, which is a little more downbeat. I knew you would have Sting on here somewhere. Oh yeah, um, I it just it's such a good like it's it's a very intense song about Gabriel telling Mary, "Hey, guess what?" Oh no, wait. Yeah, it is, it is. Gabriel tells Mary that she's having the baby, right? You're knocked up. Guess what? Yes. All right. I'm... What a good Catholic boy you are. Yeah, exactly. Don't let the name fool you. you so why you're throwing up in the morning? <laughs> <laughs> oh no! Don't worry. Joseph's gonna be totally cool with it too. <laughs> Talk to Joseph. Yep. He understands. He totally understands. Yeah. Just tell, um, him, just tell him it was God. All right. Go ahead. The cool thing about that song is the percussion. Oh yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And that's. I mean, especially. You know, this is a lot. I mean, this song is a lot like Lorena's uh, song, where yeah, it's that driving drum beat. It really makes the song. And it's, it, again, it, it just sounds different from any type of like office Christmas party type yeah. of song. So, yes, I salute thee. You forgot one on your list. What I forget? Christmas in Killarney. Shit, you're right. I totally forgot to add that on my list. Good song. Oh, yes. Love that song. The holly green, the ivy green, the prettiest picture you've ever seen. It's Christmas in Killarney with all of the folks at home. It's nice, you know, to kiss your bow and cuddling under the mistletoe. And Santa Claus, you know, of course, is one of the boys from home. The door is always open, the neighbors pay a call And Father John, before he's gone, will bless the house and all Our hearts are light, our spirits bright, we'll celebrate our joy tonight It's Christmas in Killarney, with all of the folks at home Now, here's a sad, sad truth about that song. I had no idea that song existed until 
Um, Jim had recommended that I watch Rankin and Bass's The Leprechaun's Christmas Gold. Oh Horrible. my god. Which Horrible. is the most, seriously, could be the most. Where mo- did he find that movie? Um, I don't know, on racist.com. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit. Right next to his copy of Little Black Sambo. Oh my god. Well, you know, truth be told, if Jim were here, the top, the, the top movie on his, his song on his list was going to be the song Abraham from Holiday Inn. Celebrate this blessed February day. Abraham, Abraham. When black folks lived in slavery, who was it set the donkey free? Abraham. That's right, child. Abraham. When troubles come down from the shelf, whose heart was bigger than himself, Abraham. Yeah, me. Abraham. Oh, we watched that last year. <laughs> yes, we yes. had them over for a movie night, and I I had downloaded it uh, with the expectation of surprising them. Wow. Wow, yes. Um, Bing wow. Crosby is a horrible human being. <laughs> wow, wow. I was going to go on the record right now and say that because, <laughs> yeah, the entire, because we went over to their house. I think you may have been pregnant with, with Scarlett or we just went over for Christmas and Jim's like, you got to watch this movie. We're not going to watch the whole thing. We're going to watch five minutes of the movie. <laughs> and the, the movie Holiday Inn is about um, this this hotel that Bing Crosby runs where every season they kind of change up their show for whatever holiday is going on. So around February, when Lincoln's birthday comes, gives uh, Bing and his cast and cast of characters the opportunity to throw on the blackface and <laughs> seeing how awesome Abraham Lincoln was. <laughs> remind wow. me, Adam, oh, remind me... When we when we finish recording, when I get my phone plugged in, <laughs> yeah. I have something to send you. Oh, oh my! But anyway, back to Christmas in Killarney. Um, yes, the, the 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 movie, The Leprechaun's Christmas Gold, is awful because you know the the banshee is just out to steal their golden potatoes. So, golden potatoes or gold and gold potatoes? and potatoes. Oh, that's okay. all they've got. In Irish. Even though, yeah, come on, that. wouldn't <laughs> Irish heaven be golden potatoes? I, I don't know. No, no, it also have whiskey. True. Amazingly enough, it was a children's show, so that wouldn't pass muster, even though I'm sure that, like, the, the first five renditions that kept having, coming back with, please leave out the whiskey, <laughs> had whiskey in them. Um, Reminds but, me of one of my favorite Family Guy moments of all time, when Peter goes to find his father in Ireland and the plane lands, and it's like, plowing through all the empty beer bottles <laughs> on the runway. <laughs> then he goes in, and this his father comes in, he's all wasted, and he passes out in the bar, he's like, who is he, the town drunk? He's like, no, he's the mayor. <laughs> Was that the episode where they went to the Irish History Museum and it was like that animatronic woman who would fall back and a baby would fly out and then she'd get back on the chair and fall back and a baby would fly out? <laughs> anyway, the song, who was the Irish Rovers do a version? Yes. A very good, fun version of the song. We listened to that on a 45. Oh my God. Back at... Back in- we had a record player when I was a kid, and that's one of the records we had. And it's it's just amazing, because it's actually a very sweet, fun song, just about, you know, we're all going to get together and, 
you know, ha- have a grand old Christmas party, and Santa Claus, the only German in the group, is going to be one of the boys from home. <laughs> the only German in the group. Santa Claus. Santa Claus. Santa Claus. But, you know, it's, it's just a fun song. And we actually have video of Scarlet as a baby. Um, she's in her jumpy thing. It's just, like, less than a year old. And the song is playing, and she's, like, bouncing up and down right to the music. It's like, this is awesome. And she loves that song. It's a good song. It's, it's a very good song. It's clean, so I can play it for my daughter. Yeah. There you go. So, Mike. Yes. Your turn. All right. I'm going to start off with The Gift by Jim Brickman featuring Susan Ashton and Colin Ray. Okay. When the snow is falling down Children laughing all around Lights are turning on Like a fairy tale come true Sitting by the fire we made You're the answer when I prayed I would find someone And baby, I found you And all I want is to hold you forever And all I need is you more every day You say That sounds to me like it came from a movie, did it? No. No, okay. It's you know, it's very straight song, very touching. It, it it's it played during Christmas cuz it's called the gift, but yeah. it's you know, it could be played anytime really. Okay, but it's not like a like a Christmas shoes type song, right? No, no, it's it's much more uplifting. Than oh, that. thank God cuz if you play the Christmas shoes, you get cold. Yeah, you get cold <laughs> right before someone blows their brains out. Oh my god! Uh, you get a visit. The yeah. thing about the Christmas shoes is Patton Oswalt's routine about it. Yep. Yeah. I missed the part in the Bible where God was bitchy about it. <laughs> <laughs> you can't. No, you can't come in through the pearly gates. Not in those shoes, sister. <laughs> <laughs> I died for your sins, but those pumps are unforgivable. <laughs> Oh, All right. so what do you like about the gift? Just a fun... It's just, you know, I when I made up my list, I had a nice list of, you know, nice sentimental straight songs yep. and then geeky songs, and this is one of my favorite just straight sentimental songs. Yeah. Very good song. Uplifting. Yeah. Nice. And Jim, Jim Brickman is always fantastic on piano. Okay. Jim Brickman, why do I know that name? Because he plays piano. Thank you. <laughs> oh, yeah, the piano playing guy. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and right. Jim. Mm, yeah. Brickman. Brickman. Yeah. All right. Piano. Yeah. Gotcha. Brickman. Piano. Right. Fantastic. <laughs> Next. Next song. The Night Santa Went Crazy by Weird Al Yankovic. Now, how could you go wrong there, sir? No. Well, the workshop is gone now. He decided to bomb it. Everywhere you'll find pieces of Cupid and Comet. And he tied up his helpers. And he held the elves hostage. And he ground up poor Rudolph into... He got dancer and prancer with an old German Luger And his last cup dasher just like Freddy Krueger And he picked up a flamethrower and a barbecue blitzer And he took a big bite and said it tastes just like chicken The night Santa went crazy The night Chris crazy 
Oh, I love Weird Al. He can do no wrong. Seriously, I mean, for a guy who's been doing this for 30 years, you'd think he'd run out of ideas. No. He has not become a mockery of himself. Santa walks into his, in his workshop with cheap whiskey on his breath and covered in ammo and just starts blowing people up. <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. Uh, the video is even more, more disturbing. It's all, the, whole, the whole song animated. Oh, of course. <laughs> You've been a real good boy this year, Lee. Thank you, Santa. <laughs> the night the ranger died. Uh, I just watched that one. I just got that on Blu-ray, actually. Yeah, I'm going to watch that one. Yeah, I'm saving that. That's a special All movie. Right, next, what else? I got Merry Christmas, if that's okay, from MST3K. Let us all now sing our praises to the Lord today. Although you may not share our belief system, which is perfectly okay. Maybe you worship an abstract being that is kind of vague. Or maybe you just worship a guy whose name is Greg. Perhaps your religion doesn't include a time called Lent. But whatever your religion is, we support you 100%. So sit around the fire and have a chestnut roast. Chestnut. Or raise a glass in a toast to Happy Days, Donnie Moss. Yes. I, I heartily agree. I have this song on my Christmas playlist. Very, for all our non-denominational friends. Thank blah, you. Blah, blah, blah. Yes. Um, yes, it is a great song because they really do a good job of just trying to be all-inclusive. It, it, it's not a carol because carol is a woman's name and there are many men who sing Christmas yes. songs as well. And they even include the people that you know raise a glass and toast to Happy Days Donnie Most. Yes. <laughs> It, it, it actually is a great song. What, what um, was That's that? from Santa Claus. Yeah, okay, I was going to say it had to be from uh, Santa Claus. Have you seen MST's Santa Claus? No. It's a Mexican film, a Mexican-made film, where Santa Claus shares essentially heaven with God. Yeah. And his reindeers are these automatons, which are... Wind-up uh, toys. Wind-up toys, pure nightmare fuel. And uh, he, he has no L's, he just has... Kids from all different countries helping him make toys, and then he goes down to uh, goes down captured to by Black Peter, of course. Yeah, then he goes down to, to Earth Black and fights Peter. a demon. Awesome. This is not to be confused with Santa Claus conquers the Martians. No, right, where Santa Claus gets kidnapped by Martians. Yes, and then the Mar- Mars apparently quote unquote wins because they get Droppo as their Santa Claus. Ah, <laughs> uh, all right. What else uh, you got, next. Mike? I got another uh, Dr. Demento song right here. I Just Go Nuts at Christmas. Okay. By Yogi Jorgensen. Oh, I just go nuts at Christmas on that jolly holiday. I'll go in the red like a knucklehead, cause I'll squander all my pay. Oh, I just go nuts at Christmas, shopping sure drives me berserk. On the day before, I'll rush in a store like a poor bewildered jerk. I look at nightgowns for my wife, those black ones trimmed in red. But I won't know her size, and so she'll get a carpet sweeper instead. Oh, yes. 
what song? What is the song? It's a Swedish. I just go nuts. No, it's a guy named Harry Stewart playing Yorgi Yorgi. Right, right. And it's he just sings it with a very heavy Swedish accent about how every every Christmas is just the utter nightmare fuel for him. It's like utter hell. Have you ever heard the Swedish chefs? Christmas time in Sweden. Work, work, work. From the, uh, one of the, the Muppets Christmas Christmas, uh, yeah, it's Muppets Green and Red. I don't think I've seen this one. The Muppets Green and Red. No, actually, they bring up the word Ludafisk. It's it's actually in the chorus of the song. Nice. That's that's a song you can't bring in the chorus. That's a word you can't really bring in all that much. It it was a nice little discovery last year. Hmm. So what else you got? All right. I got Where Are You Christmas by Faith Hill. All right, I know you like the song. That movie is a fucking piece of shit. Yeah, I I don't like the movie. But the song I actually enjoy a lot. Oh, my God. It was on for like five minutes Uh, on ABC Family the other night. And I'm like, where's their fucking remote? (laughs) I'm like, there's going to be something else on. There's going to be something else on. And while I'm looking through the guide, it's there in like the upper corner. Like, oh, God damn it. I had any fortitude to turn this damn thing off. <laughs> yeah, but the song is actually, you know, very another touching, very straight song. Amazingly, it's lasted. Yeah? Oh my god, has that song lasted. Twelve oh, horrible it. years. I enjoy it. God, I hate that movie. Well, I like I like country music and she's a very good very good strong yeah. singer. Alright. Have you seen the girl who played um Cindy Lou Who now? No. Hotness. <laughs> She honestly looks like Minnie Kesha. Okay. Oh no, she like in by which I mean she looks like she climbed out of a very shiny garbage pail. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, yeah, it's you know what though it is a good song. I can I can see where you like it. Yeah. Uh, country is not my brand of vodka, but understandable. So what else you got? Uh, actually, another country song, uh, "Twist of the Magi" by Shadezy with Rascal Flatts. All right. So your Rolex to buy that gold Versace dress. I said, free your whiny French poodle, so you can get your beauty rest. And I did it all. Is, I mean, each each song just gets progressively worse. About 
you know, they each do something against each other to help out, like... Help I, somebody I, else? Yeah, like, I, um, I hocked your Rolex to buy a new Versace dress. <laughs> um, I set free your whiny French poodle so you can get your daily rest. And then the chorus is, I did it all for you, I did it all for you. It's horrifying. But it's a very good song. Okay. Yeah, I, the, the Gift of the Magi thing is always... It was just kind of a overdone. Yeah. I got, got you this Watchman you can't use anymore. I got you this comb you can't use anymore. <laughs> Merry Christmas. I really hate you now. That's great. Why aren't we dying in an industrial <laughs> fire right now? This is only the 1800s. Because I lost my job. Oh. <laughs> Well, onto the streets for me then. Because <laughs> we don't have money to buy Back to eating out of dumpsters and trash barrels. <laughs> exactly. Sell your watch fobs at, you know. <laughs> what the hell is a watch fob anyway? Autumn. Some um, the watches on the chain. Oh, okay, one of those old, so it's, it's old the chain. watches. I don't think, I actually think it's the, it might be the chain or it might be, you know how they, sometimes they put trinkets on the chain? Yeah. Like, I don't know if they're weights or whatever, but yeah, it's something to do with the watch chain. Huh. So I'm guessing it's that... Pocket, it's a pocket watch. Uh, so I'm guessing after after the, you know, the Gift of the Magi thing, yeah. he strangled her with the chain. <laughs> and, then hung, and then bludgeoned <laughs> himself to death with the combs. Well, she's the winner in that. I mean, her hair's gonna grow back. She'll eventually <laughs> get to wear the combs. <laughs> you get your hair back? What do I do with my watch? gonna grow back. What are you doing in there? Nothing. <laughs> she like brushing her hair behind closed doors. He's like addicted to laudanum at this point. <laughs> oh, 18th century, how you humor me. What else right. you got? I got Silver Bells by Bing Crosby. Silver Bells Silver Bells It's Christmas time Ring-a-ling, ring-a-ling, hear them ring, ting-a-ling, soon it will be Christmas Day. Just a classic song. It's a good song, yeah. We were talking the other day about the um, Little Drummer Boy. By Bing Crosby and David Bowie. I was, just, I was actually just listening to that song today, and I mentioned to one of my coworkers, I have heard many drums. I've never heard a single one that ever says Pa pum pum. It sounds like they were just trying to stretch for a rhyme with drum. Autumn brings up a really good point, honey. Oh, I just think that this song points out, for even whatever religion that you are, that uh, Mary, the mother of Jesus, was in fact a saint because if you gave birth in a barn and then a little kid... With no painkillers. No painkillers, a bunch of smelly shepherds nearby and a little kid shows up near your newborn baby who you're trying to get to sleep and starts banging his freaking drum <laughs> at the top of his lungs and you smile at him and be like, wow, that that's really great, that's nice. You have to be a saint. See, it could have been rump-a-pump-pum. I'm going to stick that drumstick up your bum. <laughs> you know, get the fuck away from my kid! Hey, shut up, get the drum away from me! <laughs> yeah, yeah, great drumming. Thanks a lot. You want to take it down the yeah. road there? Are there any Roman guards around here we can feed this kid to? <laughs> yeah, we're those three kings. Yeah. Anyone that can kill this kid? 
He goes cheap, boys. <laughs> um, but the, but the Big Crosby thing. I mean, yeah, Silver Bells is a great song. White White Christmas is a good song, even though the movie is abhorrent. Yeah, I never bought it. Um, but the yeah, but the, going back to the Bowie thing, it's because that was shot for like a Bing Crosby special. And he's like, hey, what's the best way of getting the kids back into Bing? But the dialogue is horrible. <laughs> but you know what? Here's where I wanted it. To, I really wanted it to go Bowie. Like he walks down the steps and he's actually like in his Ziggy Stardust platform <laughs> heels and he's got the wig and the glitter and the makeup and but he's like walking down eating a banana or something like that just <laughs> oh hello he would be like what the David fuck Bowie are you wearing <laughs> so Bing you've got some problems with your boys I'm also a goblin king I can take those babies away from you. <laughs> If you haven't noticed right now, I just transformed into my Jared costume for the 1986 movie Labyrinth. As you can because see I'm David Bowie. I'm it's a da- it's a dance belt, you half-wit. Not a not a cod piece. I'm being Crosby. It's whatever the hell I want it to be. And then they get into like a fight with broken bottles and a golf club. See, that'd be pretty awesome. It would be awesome, but you know what? TV execs had no vision in 1974 or whatever the hell it was when they released that thing. Oh. If only it had been made today. There'd have to be a car change. Actually, it was like, I think it was like 1977 because I think it was like Bing was dead within like six <laughs> months of that. He dropped dead on a golf course somewhere. Yeah, I'm not surprised. Then his kids beat the shit out of him. Ironic turn. He was holding his golf club up and he got struck by lightning. <laughs> What else you got, Mike? Final song. 12 Days of Christmas by Bob and Doug McKenzie. Yeah, this totally is the one that we should be bringing us out on. (laughs) Okay, on the 6th, two gold for Christmas. My true love gave to me six packs of two for five golden coats. Four pounds of back, three French toast, two turtlenecks, and a beer in a tree. Okay, on the 7th day of Christmas, my true love gave to me Seven packs of smoke. Yeah. Oh, six packs of two. Five golden toots. Four pounds of bag maybe. Three French toast. Two turtlenecks. And a beer in a green. This is a great song. And I know it kind of breaks the tw- the uh, the one song rule. This song has nothing to do with no. the other 12, 12 Days of Christmas. This is all Canadian stuff. Listen, yeah. you hosers. Is it a beer? Two, uh, back bacon. Two turtlenecks. Two turtlenecks. Three pounds of back bacon. Four, four something. Packs four, of smokes. Four, four, French, four French toast. Four French toast. Yeah. Five golden toots. Six packs of smokes. Yeah. And, and, and there actually becomes a point where they just give up. Yeah. I, like they can't even go backwards anymore because the whole thing is on an auto track. And they're obviously improvising the entire thing. And then they're like, oh, we're out of beer. Okay. And we're done. <laughs> great, great song. In a beer, in a tree. I played that for some co-workers the other day, and they had never heard it. And they're like, this is brilliant. <laughs> Again, my co-workers are a little older, so they're not familiar with SCTV or... They're a little old. They're not familiar with colored television. <laughs> <laughs> but... Some fantastic stuff. Yes. This, so, go back, listen to the list again, and then make your uh, make your playlist, and then see how long this get before uh, you play this at your office party, and see how long it is before someone calls HR on you. 
Um, I think it would probably be uh, Fairy Tale in New York. All right, cool. They're playing the Pogues. I can't take this Irish crap anymore. Call HR. They're out of here. Bounce them. So let's move on to our segments, which, as they are every episode, are brought to you by the future dirty old men of America. Check them out at www.fdoma.podbean.com. Sorry, guys. Future dirty old men of America. Yeah, F. D O M A. It's F D O M A. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Sorry, guys. Um, where you'll <laughs> well, great. Well, guys. Yeah. That's, that's great. Edit. Edit, please. Edit. Yeah. We're gonna have to edit that out. They're, they're on their show. There. Yeah. Uh, brought to you by. Uh, what the hell? Geek potato salad or something like that. I don't know. <laughs> nerd, nerd stuffing. I can't remember what it's. Anyway, uh, future Dirty Old Men of America, check them out on the Podbean site. Also, you can check them out and subscribe to them at iTunes for pretty much all your liquor and women needs. Yes. They are very funny. Yeah. It is the holidays. It is the holidays. It is the holidays. Liquor, it is a, liquor and women. Exactly. And they were also very nice to like our Facebook page. Nice. By the way. So, you know, thank you. Yeah. We pay it forward. I think they don't have one yet, though. We'll, we'll keep walking. Yeah, all right. When you guys come up with one, you let me know. So thank you. All right, so anyway, we're going to combine our um, two of our, our things today. Stupid! Stupid! And Trailer Park. Uh, and we're going to combine them into two because there is just the gift that keeps on giving. <laughs> it's the, the dumbest idea that could possibly have come from Hollywood this year. The official sequel... To the 1983 Christmas classic with a K. How can it be official when none of the original cast or crew is involved? I'm just saying that. Yes. Ironically, I might add. And it's official in that it's released by the same company. You're right. I am, of course, talking about Christmas Story 2. The Abomination. It's the most beloved Christmas story of all time. And this holiday season, Ralphie is back. Ralphie? 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 Now he's a bigger kid with an even bigger wish. Holy jeez. A Christmas Story 2, the official sequel. The timeless tradition continues with all your favorite characters. Randy. Zerg's minions are everywhere. I just can't trust that son of a... Ralphie's best pals, Flick and Schwartz. Oh, here we go. I'll fight. Mom. For Pete's sake, no. I heard you sniffle. And the old man. It's a in an all-new, heartwarming movie. I want to see what it's like behind the wheel just once. All right. Yeah. Ralphie's Revenge. Honestly, this isn't even based on a Gene Shepard story. No. You know, they couldn't even take it back to the original house because some schmo bought it and turned it into a tourist attraction. Yeah, I know that. So, yeah, no, it is... <laughs> I, I mean, no. um, I saw the trailer and I'm like, okay, well, I guess I officially hate humanity now. <laughs> There's no way that a kind and just God would allow this thing to happen. And, I mean, the only name, quote-unquote, in it is Daniel Stern, who now <laughs> plays the old man. Who ceased to be a name about ten years ago. My point exactly, Michael. <laughs> Does the leg lamp make it in? Yes, it uh, does. Yes, it actually. does. 
And it shows... Despite the fact being destroyed and buried in the backyard. And his future self says it was buried in the backyard. They never talk about it. Right. And that's the thing, too. Even the... We call our dogs the Bumpus Hounds. (laughs) Do you ever... Bumpuses! (laughs) Do you ever get, like, their ears stuck in the door? No, but they almost... uh, They part a turkey? They almost tore Steph's mother's arm off of her body uh, at Thanksgiving time. She dropped a bit of turkey on the Uh floor and the dogs went into... (laughs) They went. They went into maniac mode. They're both napping and snoring in the corner, and all of a sudden, they were snarling and growling and ripping at each other. She's a she's a tiny woman. I can see Bombuses! how that happens. You should get that uh, that music that's played while while they're yeah. just like on a, a, a moment's notice. You can just play it at any moment. Like, oh, they're doing it something. No, no, no. Well, those hillbillies <laughs> the Gibbons of uh... bump the sounds. Yeah. So yeah, if you if you feel like you need to torture yourself, you've been bad. Watch Christmas Story two. Santa immediately bumps you up to the nice list. <laughs> because out of pure pity, I, I think we're gonna have to go see it. It's on it's on DVD. Yeah, it's, it's already on DVD? DVD. Yeah, oh, you kidding me? Uh, see, I was thinking we could go riff the hell out of it like we did. Oh, uh, that would have been Star fun. Wars. Oh, but we'll have those next year. By the way, <laughs> two of them. Yeah. Two of them. I might add. Lovely. Yes. No, honestly, though, we do need to watch this solely so we can all cry. I, I think we should. I think we should do a screening. We need a guy cry. That's what we need. Tear it apart. <laughs> Mike, are you okay? And I immediately thought went to Mike uh-huh. when I when I heard about this. Like, oh dear, this is going to destroy him, and it did. Oh, the terrors that they can pull off now that um, Bob Clark is dead. Bob Clark is dead. Gene Shepard is dead, and Gene Shepard actually did narration for yeah the other two unofficial follow-ups. My summer story. He was in the Christmas story. I know he was. He was the the guy like, hey kid. Get to the back of the line. For those of us who aren't familiar with this, where does this take place? Is Ralphie still a kid or is Ralphie an adult? He is, he's, uh, no, he's a teenager and he's trying to buy a car to impress a girl. See, here I thought he was getting out of lockup and someone was picking him <laughs> up outside the jail. And... <laughs> I, I told you, you shoot your eyes. getting a job at a grocery store. He should be like a blind beggar with no eyes because he shot his eyes out. I told you, you shoot your eyes out. Not you, you shoot that, that cop one that day. It, it's amazing, too. You shoot your eye out is one thing, but, you know, all that soap poisoning. Yeah. It was soap poisoning. What? What? By the way, even when I was 12 years old, I laughed my ass off when I saw that. I told you not to use life, boy. (laughs) So, yes, please, catch this abomination. Let us know how it is. Because I I guarantee everyone's, the the start of everyone's reviews should be, holy fucking shit, this was awful. (laughs) Yeah. All right, let's move on to some shills to uh, wrap up 2012. Um, I'm going to start with the book I read called Netflixed, The Epic Battle for America's Eyeballs by Gina Keating. Um, it was a very interesting book because I'm like, a, I mean, you, you guys know me. I am a huge Netflix fan. It's yeah. like worth every penny. Yeah. And, I mean, we've gotten so much entertainment out of it and the instant stream and all that. But and this, we're getting Arrested Development out of it again. Uh, we're getting new Arrested Development yeah. out of it. I, I was a, a long-time Netflix subscriber. I mean, when the whole battle was going down between them and Blockbuster, I mean, Netflix came out, Blockbuster panicked. 
They came into it too late into the game. They were even giving up free movies. I mean, you, yeah. you had the blockbuster when you could you could get movies in the mail, and then you also got coupons to go get movies, movies in, yeah. the, in the stores. And you could exchange your your mail move, movies at the stores. And it, Well, that's what this book is about. This book fantastic. essentially is every time... It's like a chess game. Every time Netflix made a move, Blockbuster would have to make a reactionary move, and eventually yes. it put them out of business because... They had run out of all the ideas that didn't involve them giving shit away for free. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and they were en- and they ended up frustrating every executive they had to the point where it, they were just left with old people running it who were like, "Why don't we sell blue jeans and in, in Blockbuster? Kids like blue jeans, right? Let's sell candy for ten times the the cost." But it was it's an I interesting want some book. Candy. The one thing that they didn't mention, I was really hoping they were going to mention, was. One of the reasons why I feel Netflix has done so well, they don't have the same. They never had the same restrictions as like Blockbuster did in terms of the content that you could rent. They everything had to be R or below, no unrated or or not rated movies, Um, no director's cuts or anything like that. And realistically, it was all major studio movies. Netflix turned out, you know, my my suspicions are right. They turned out to be a a friend of the independent filmmaker. Oh, that was one of my favorite features of Netflix was when you when you had a movie in your queue, you could go and browse movies that were similar. Yep. And it would give you all these movies you've never heard of in your life. And then there was the million dollar challenge that they had to actually make that make sense. Because there was a time when you could be like, oh, I'm going to rent Frankenstein. Based on your love of Frankenstein, let me show you these other movies with the word green in them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Early stages of TiVo. Oh, oh, yeah. <laughs> Mustard Fart Theater. and <laughs> TiVo, yeah. Bad TiVo. <laughs> you like horsies. You a liar. <laughs> so, uh, Mike, what do you got? All right. Well, um, this holiday season, I've actually gotten into quite a bit of a uh, Christmas Carol kick. Okay. Um, I am reading the book um, for the first time, actually. I've never actually made it all the way through. Really? Yeah. Um. And I just bought the Muppet Christmas Carol okay. on Blu-ray. Yep, which fantastic. We just that watched that movie last it. week with Scarlett. I love that movie. It was so much fun. Yeah, I, I gotta say, on my list, it it feels like Christmas was on it, but because you got another Muppet uh, song, I had to drop it. Yeah, still good song. Good song. Um, I also you know bought the Blu-ray of Scrooged. Okay. Lovely. Great movie. movie. I'm saving that one. That's a Christmas Eve one for me. That and Bad Santa. Okay. Um, and I actually just went online to Amazon and bought the DVD of the Patrick Stewart Christmas Carol version. I wish I had known that because we own it. We could have loaned it to you. Dang. Have you seen the George C. Scott? I have never seen that one. You are walking out with that tonight. I, I've heard that one's actually very dry. At, well, actually, I, I feel it's... It's accurate. It is unbelievably accurate. It's the first one I ever saw where... Christmas uh, present opens up his thing, and there's uh, was it want and the other kid ignorance ignorance yeah it's a big bearded gentleman who opens up his robe and has two little kids he's like around. look at this you're like oh god he's, <laughs> he's got his testicles out again <laughs> close your robe sir look at this but please forget what you saw I have warrants I don't have a shit razor in my house ah. I've got these little kids I found on the street and they just hide under my robes <laughs> oh please sir <laughs> 
<laughs> we're prisoners. Have you seen the one, the Jim Carrey? <laughs> no. One yeah. I never bought that one. Well, what? That, that it's one. It's awesome. They, they have Ghost of Christmas Present die. You know, yeah, at, at the end of his 24 hours. But he dies horribly from this, you know, cardiac event, oh. and then he like decays and turns, he rots into a skeleton and blows away in the wind. It's like the most frightening so ghost yeah, as, as, it, ever as the clock strikes 12 e with each strike, he has like a chest pain. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Yeah. It's, it's, it's kind of frightening. I saw that in IMAX 3D. Yeah, it was, awesome. It was really cool in 3D, because you really feel like you're flying over London, but then I saw it like on regular TV, it was like, no. That, yeah. is, that is the best and probably the only 3D movie I've ever seen where I was like, that was yeah. awesome. That, yeah. was, that movie can only be seen in 3D. Let me preface how I saw it. I saw it on through Netflix, uh, instant streaming, through the Wii, 720, you know, so essentially it's 720p. No, actually the Wii is thing is 480. 480, oh yeah, that's right, because even composite's 480. Yeah. Sitting next to Autumn, who's like, this looks so awesome in IMAX 3D. This looks so awesome in IMAX 3D. This looks so awesome in IMAX 3D. <laughs> so awesome in IMAX 3D. Sorry. Uh, uh, fantastic. But, no, yeah, you definitely. Awesome. And I, did you, uh, we went to the one in Reading that has the rumble seats, too. Yeah, I went to the Jordans in Framingham. It's the nice, same thing. Nice, nice. Huh. No, I had a... Yeah, these are all great movies. Definitely check out the George C. Scott, which I will loan you. I we, just love the Patrick Stewart version, though. Oh, it's very good. Have you ever seen or heard him do the one-man show? I'm not. I, I, I've actually, we did the after, after watching that, I want to download the CD of it. Ah! Yeah, no, definitely check that out. Yeah. Um, however, I can't abide the uh, Scrooge with Albert Finney. Yeah. Nah. We tried watching it once, like, hey, this is a classic. Don't see why, but it's a classic. <laughs> I was actually looking through, um, like, uh, looking through Wikipedia at all the different versions. Apparently, there was like a Christmas, a Christmas Carol, the musical with um, Kelsey Grammer, Kelsey Grammer on Scrooge, NBC. Yeah. Oh, we saw that. We oh. drank a whole bottle of wine watching. Yes. <laughs> let me explain. Let me explain the thought process upon this one. We were so excited because. First of all, oh, you know, it actually has some legitimate Broadway talent. Jesse L. Martin is singing. Great. We love Kelsey Grammer. We love Frasier. Awesome. They advertise the shit out of this thing on NBC. We finally, oh, this is going to be so awesome. Within 15 minutes, the bottle was empty. <laughs> because we're like, what the fuck? Jason Alexander is Marley? <laughs> what the fuck is this? <laughs> This is horse shit. <laughs> and it was two hours long on network television with commercials. Oh. So roughly so like 45 two, minutes. So two days long. No, it was 45 minutes. <laughs> roughly. Oh, wow. When you include in all those commercials, there's plenty of ad revenue to be got. Oh, yeah. So, all right. Good, good, good. That was a nice one because that really brought us all into yeah. the conversation. Adam, what do you got? Um, a very funny retro video game that I found on, uh, the iTunes, uh, uh, what did the, you know, all through the, the iTunes, the, yeah, the app store, the Manos Hands of Fate. Oh yes, I heard the about The video that. game. Oh wow, I have not <laughs> heard of this one. It's like $1.99 and it follows the plot of the movie, it's Freaking hilarious. Uh, actually, no, I don't believe it follows a single iota of the plot, because, you know, there's nothing that goes on in that movie. 
It do, no, it does, but all the dialogue, like, when you get through... It's, right, it's kind right. of like the original Zelda, you know, it, it's... It's it's a fun it's it's funny it's funny. I gotta see if it's available on the Android. Double check that. Yeah. It probably do, is. do it now. It's probably yeah. free on Android. Probably so charging for it up for Apple products. It's probably free on Android. Oh yeah. Well, speaking of uh, speaking of free on Android, they just finally downloaded the first half of the Empire Strikes Back um, uh, stages on uh, Angry Birds Star Wars. Oh, nice. Yeah, that's free. You guys get that free, right? Yes, we do. Um, yeah, we got the hot section for free. Uh, we have to wait for, I'm going to uh, believe it's Bespin that's going to be the next one. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, oh my god, that game is ridiculously addictive. Seriously, I mean, that's we've true. played the Angry Bird games before, but there's, there comes that point where I'm like, you know what, fuck it, I don't feel like playing it anymore. This one's like, I gotta get through this. <laughs> I gotta get through this. I don't even understand what Obi-Wan does. But it's like... He shoots the Force! I still can't see that. Um, yeah, he's got the push, Leia's got the pull. They finally introduced Leia Bird. Yeah. Who, like, pulls things, which is great, because you can, like, pull the foundation out of something and collapse towers and all that. But, oh, it's, yeah, it's free on Android, and it's marvelous. Nothing. Alright, so, uh, I also got, uh, The Simpsons tapped out. Okay. Uh, I got addicted to this around Halloween because I they, heard good things about this. One. They release. Uh, it's basically like a like a Sims game, but it's it's Springfield. Oh and God! It starts out with Springfield like Homer uh, falling asleep at the wheel, blowing up the you know the the, the nuclear plant blows up blows up the whole town, and you have to rebuild the town from the ground up. <laughs> it there's no skill involved. It's pretty much you. Acquire money and donuts, and you buy things, and you, you rebuild the town. It's cool. I like it. It's, huh. it's fun. And with each season, that's with as like each month goes by, they tie it into uh, episodes. So you'll see characters show up from certain episodes, like Thanksgiving. All right. So they brought out all these balloons and a couple of the characters, and now Christmas is coming, and they they've been you know sending me little messages telling me that there's like special stuff coming for Christmas. It, it's a cool game. Awesome. Yeah, it's, a, it's a good way to waste a lot of valuable hours of your life. Awesome. Nice. <clears throat> and then one final uh, chill for me. Uh, I'm going to be a father. Wow! wow! Holy crap! <laughs> Congratulations! Thank wow. you, thank you. I've been waiting to tell you guys. I thought I'd save it for the broadcast. Out of so, nowhere. Uh, we told the family on Thanksgiving, and um, everything is uh, going well. At Thanksgiving, she was 13 weeks along, so we're now 14 weeks? Coming on 14 weeks? 15. 15 weeks. Yeah, yeah wow. That's yeah. What, what did she do? Hmm? Huh? What is the due date? Oh, uh, end of May. And, All right. Uh, we had a little DNA test done for testing for abnormalities, so we also yours? know that it's a boy. Oh, and then it's it's a human baby and not a tadpole of some kind or some yeah. weird alien. All right, well, the well, images it looks like an better off next time. How, how yeah. are his midi chlorians? <clears throat> the count is high. Very, that's very great. High. Yeah, yeah, great. Awesome. Congratulations. Thank you. Yeah, Thank that's you. Fantastic. So that's my show list. That's wow, that's great. Awesome. So anyway, let's. Um, we're, that's a great way also to wrap up 2012. Yeah. Another, and I think another successful year. We picked up product placement, which is great. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, we, we've done a lot of good stuff this, this year, uh, so. and I'm hoping that 2013 is our best year yet. So we always strive to improve. 
1983. That's right. Yeah, we got to do... Oh, good Lord. Oh, we got a lot of catching up to do on that. But before the 80s? Before the 80s, yes. Our first show of 2013. That's right. We delayed it for two months. But only two months. Because we're going back and we're going to be doing Nerdity of the 70s. You remember when we originally brought this up and everything was cool. We want to know pretty much from 1970 to 1979 all the nerdy stuff that you can come up with. I am primarily going to focus on black exploitation. <laughs> Believe it or not, I am quite the expert. <laughs> oh, that's are. right. Of course you are. Dolomite and Rudy Moore. That's why you drive that big Cadillac. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. With the with the furry wheel. Yeah. The furry so wheel. yeah, got all your bitches with you. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, we want to know about the movies other than Star Wars. We will not discuss Star Wars on this. Okay. Aww. Sorry, we discussed it like every every episode. We discussed it like three minutes ago in, in regards to Angry Birds. Just a quick mention? No. Maybe just a quick. So, if you have anything for us, you can get to us at uh, geeksaladyahoo.com. Like our Facebook page, please. Um, obviously, you can get to us on our standard uh, Facebook and email addresses as well. Uh, please, our Twitter feed is actually starting to blow up a little bit. Nice. Which is nice. So check us out at Geek Salad Radio. Uh, that is on Twitter. Um, and also check out the archive either at the iTunes store for subscription or at www.geeksalad.potbean.com. Yep. Where uh, we will be posting plenty of stuff from this show, including... Actually, we've already posted the Christmas Story 2 uh, trailer on there. Mm-hmm. I may have to kind of like <clears throat> remind people of it. Yeah. But, so, and Autumn, thank you so much for helping out tonight. Yes. It's nice. You get your feet up. You're relaxed. Ah, nice awesome. Out. Awesome. Great. So, anyway, until next time, I'm Andy. I'm Mike. I'm Adam. Go forth, be nerdful, and have a happy, uh, Merry Christmas, Happy Hanukkah, Crazy Kwanzaa, and a Happy New Year. And if the world uh, ends, if the world ends, as the Mayans say. Oh, yes. If the world ends, um, I regret nothing. The world ends, then uh, fuck you all. Happy New Year! (laughs) Go forth and be nerdful. We'll talk to you in 2013. Maybe. Shit, my son.